0: to understand that there's so much to life whether you're the ceo or the janitor given everything you do at 150 will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing yes i said just don't go into a job think it's beneath you and then it changes your mind then you're your habitual complainer
1: on this week's episode tim was featured on the dads who Lift podcast make sure you check out timrexius.com for links to subscribe and follow you are now tuned in to the dads who live podcast please give us a like share subscribe to the youtube account we are on www.dad2liftofficial.com. All the podcast links are in there. We also have an apparel line that's taking pre orders right now. We're on IG as Dad2LiftOfficial handle. We're on Facebook, Dad2Lift Podcast. We also have a Dad2Lift Fitness group on Facebook that's dad 2 Official. A group of 30,000 like-minded dads that are just trying to be their best selves and staying fit. If that's something you're into, please check it out. Uh, But we do this stuff for free, guys, so please give us a like, share, five-star review. We really appreciate your support. On this episode of the Dads Who Live podcast, we have on good buddy of ours, Tim Rexius, with Rexius Nutrition, Iron Heaven Gyms, and Now and Never podcast. We talk about growing as fathers so that our children have room to surpass our examples as leaders. Have you heard or tried yet a sous vide? No, I've never heard of it. To cook your steaks?
2: No. Tim?
0: I don't know what that is. What
2: is it? So a sous vide is a water bath. Basically it's a big container you put water in and then it comes with a thermometer that automatically heats up your steak to the perfect temperature. On the inside, and then all you do, it takes like an hour, you get it to the perfect so um, you're broiling your steak. You put it in a bag, yeah, you heat it up with water to get it to the exact temperature you want. So you can leave it in for like three or four hours, it doesn't matter because it doesn't fluctuate in temperature once it reaches it. So then all you do is you take the steak out of the bag, you sear it in a pan for like a minute, and it is the perfect steak. So I got one for Amy. Got me one for my birthday last week, dude. And I tested it out. Just a big old steak and nice little tumbler of whiskey. Best steak I've ever made in my life, hands down. It was
1: awesome. How come we didn't grab that bottle of whiskey and throw it on the table, Chad? You should grab that bottle of whiskey real quick, throw it on the table. That's Joel's. we'll, yeah. call, it, we'll call it Joel's birthday present. Yeah, An old van, that sounds like a lot of work. a steak.
2: No, it's beautiful. You fill up the tub with water. You put the steaks. You put uh, how longs it take then? Hour. You can do anywhere between, like, an hour to you can leave it in there as long as you want. They said past four hours, the texture might get a little bit weird. But I'm telling you, man. So you don't have to, like, you take all the guesswork
1: out of it where you're like, well... I don't know though I can throw a steak on the grill and that fucker's done in like 12 minutes 10 minutes so, yeah. so
3: not to not to pull uh, an experience card here but uh, when I worked at M's our chefs chefs would use the sous vide method and and yeah they would do a 72 hour sous vide steak or uh, uh, lamb chops or or um, uh, like a asubuco uh, or something like that so they vacuum seal it and then they put it in that water and yep. then there's a, the, then the temperature so if you do like a 72 hour sous vide it just it kind of slow cooks if you don't want if it, you wouldn't do that to a steak because then it would be but you do that to something on the bone chicken uh, uh buko, which is like you know the 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 bone shin part of like the pig or whatever but can you use it for like a prime rib or like something big um you can the problem is if you want it juicy red
2: in the middle you can't do 72 hours you gotta do they it. recommend the steak being an inch to an inch and a half for like you don't want it thinner than that like yeah. your wiener. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Why do, nice. dude,
3: dude, dude check out check out a, like a why do
2: No, so you, what you do is you get the steak just how it is, you thought, and yeah. then you put it in the bag from... Um, yeah, would, would you say uh, vacuum sealed is the way to go? I didn't vacuum seal it. You can just dip it in water and push all the air out. Yep. But you put in like the marinade, you can put any salt and pepper, whatever seasonings you want on it, put it in there. And to your point, it takes you 12 minutes to grill a steak, but it takes probably 12 minutes of work to do this too. You just set it and forget let it. it. Go. And then, yeah, you sear it on the outside so it's perfect. And then once you cut into it, it's the same quality every time because it's not going to overcook when it's in the exact temperature you want it it's dude, it was fucking awesome
1: i'll have to check it out when i'm dude i've been so fucking busy when i've been prepping lately i do four pounds of fucking 96 lean hamburger throw that shit in a tote four pounds of chicken on the crock pot throw that shit in a tote and like four cups of rice in the steamer throw that shit in the tote in the fridge and i just dip out of that all day Actually, I got a point where I had to pre-prep every meal, individual packages, set them in the fridge. Because
0: otherwise, if I even have to just put it together and I'm like two minutes late in the morning... Like, shit, diet starts next
1: Monday, kids. That's <laughs> that, that, the problem. That's, that's why, why <laughs> rice cakes come know. in. A, like, if I'm running way behind oh, in the morning, no, no. I'll just grab a bunch of fucking rice you, cakes. You, and you can't, I'll can't a let me do the picture
0: macro shit because I'll make Pop-Tarts fit in my macros. You've <laughs> <laughs> seen me do it. So, well, that's just it. It's like, we need to prep these. i yeah, we're weighing everything. I mean, so I got the next seven days prepped and lined up in the fridge in the garage. It's done. I grab I go. If you give me any ounce. And I've prepped. I've competed I've for years. Right. And I know me. I I have the willpower of a six year old and the eating habits of a five year old. I have to; it has to be done. So,
2: see, my planning and prepping is way. I just can't go back to that. Mine's like do omad, have a this big, fat, fast. perfectly cooked steak at night, a little whiskey to enjoy. If I want to have a snack or whatever, I can. I typically, yeah, yeah to, I mean,
0: I'm off a couple years though, and I'm like two. I was 290 this morning. I have to be below 225 for stage.
2: Hey, you're looking jacked. It, it, it's
0: up there, but I mean like I when I was in show prep for so many years, after that I can maintain, I could fit my macros super easy, it was simple once I'm there, but
1: Do you I, have a state do you have uh competition already like
0: ready booked date i've got some wait? ideas i've got three shows I, I, one is i sponsor all the shows here in the midwest so i don't like to compete when my name's on the poster yeah <laughs> just because well, it's business yeah. you know i don't have business, right. business right. you lose right hey, either way and if i lose then that's yeah, the whole <laughs> you dry, really lose. like <laughs> all bro owns a <of> supplement <laughs> store in a freaking gym and he gets third and masters out of three i don't need that shit so right. um i mean there's Haters i, I want to do the cuckoo classic uh, <laughs> after we had them on our podcast which is the end of September. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Where is that at? Uh, it's down in Texas. I believe it's Dallas. Um, I, so a lot of times I'll compete in shows out of state. Last time I competed was in Los Angeles at the Redondo Beach Classic. So we'll see what happens. But I got to get down there first. I'm Masters this year. Totally. Oh shit! Oh, totally nice. okay yeah, yeah, No, man. that's good. Yeah, screw the twenty-year-old kids and their metabolism. Right. So, wow, <laughs> know, that's that. good. But Brittany's going to compete too at the same time, so we're going to be together, which will be kind of awesome.
2: She's so, done a show in the past, hasn't she? Oh, yeah, she's, she's, well, done she's done a bunch won, of shows. Oh, nice. Show yeah, no so, yeah,
0: oh, way. Yeah, so we both. It's been f- five years for her, and it'll be four years for me since. You know, having a baby and and I put on way, way more weight than she
2: did. I kids mean, are going to be walking on eggshells. Both mom and dad are so prepping. Honestly, I'm <laughs> <that's> <laughs> I'm I I'm, a, I'm a moody bitch. She's fine.
0: Like she's totally good. Like me, I'm I'm I just my kids get fat because I buy them all the food I want to eat <laughs> just so I can smell it. And I mean, last time it was a steady diet of like pizza and Sonic yeah. and Hertz Ooh. Donuts. I drove to Hertz Donuts once to get them donuts in Lincoln, for an hour and a half round trip just so I could smell it, which is bad. I mean, it's really bad see I can't it's hard for me to smell it and not eat it man it was like it was like a drug addict, just to make good little taste. She's like, "Oh yeah, this is great." Now it was weird, but uh, I was I was on for four straight years last time. So I mean, I just I was nonstop rep for four God years. And-
2: you know what sucks about having uh, being in an industry like the fitness industry, especially because I don't I've never told you this, but it was like two years ago. I knew who you were, but we hadn't really met or anything. And I'm at Pepper Jacks getting my post workout chicken and steak bowl, and then I see, and it was uh, at night and I see Tim coming out of the Culver's ice cream parking lot. Yeah. And anyone else in the world, you don't think about it twice. But yep. then just because they're the fitness guy, and I'm feeling the wrath of it now, because anytime someone sees me eating a donut or some shit, yep. I'm hearing about it. But it's, <laughs> it fucking sucks. It sucks. So like,
0: Whoa, Mr. Fitness, you can't... No, it's so my daughter borrowed my car. They used to have logos on my car.
2: And we're getting tagged <laughs> on Twitter.
0: Look, the riding in McDonald's. Real healthy, dude. And I'm like, you have a 16-year-old daughter? You tell her what she's a to period. She can't have french fries <laughs> oh, No, no Just funny. take the ride And that And I guess the thing I didn't add like, I was a stupid Social media post uh, Probably like a year ago And this is You know We had a baby I put a bunch of weight on Because I'm a super sympathetic husband Yes, Brittany's very lucky I put on twice as much weight As she did Childbirth killed me Anyways um, Only it, for her <laughs> No, it's way worse on me So um, I had to. It was a fat burner And some dude from L.A. Is like Put your fat, bro no shit Sherlock So why I'm taking a fat burner if I was skinny I wouldn't need it dude's like right. oh cool I'll order it and he called in and bought it and I'm like God, yeah, you have to let it like roll off your back and I'm like you do you know I'm like I'm not a genetic you know I'm like my business partners they're genetic freaks I'm just I mean I'm struggle bus fucking Langer dude he stays even when he's not lean he's lean he's lean that dude stays lean 24/7. When he's 25, 30 pounds over stage weight, he still has a six pack. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it, it, no, it pisses me off. Yeah, it was, it's cool, but it's on. It's it's nice in the business in the in the business aspect because people like that can be intimidating to people, and they're all like, "Who's like you know?" It would be funny. People come in like, "Well, who's the real gym owner?" I'm like, "Muscles is over there." But then other people who are like <laughs> you know that look like normal people who just like to lift weights they feel more comfortable talking to me yep. because I. I look normal. You know what I mean. In like, that like, what I, when I, even when I'm in show prep, it looks attainable. Nick is, I mean, I mean, he's going for his IPB pro card. That's a very elite class where I look like, hey, this dude's fighting the fat dad bod. That's cool. I can get that, which which makes it obtainable in that aspect. And, but
2: people, the the funny part is people who have no business calling you out, first of all, are the first oh, ones oh, to call, call, you call you out. <laughs> oh, real healthy bro ice cream. Like, you heard of a cheat day, dick? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I live for Saturday. What
0: do you want from me? Like, all right. especially it's not all when I'm chicken
2: bra- breast and um, lettuce here. Have a little funny. Every- hey, man, it's about
1: balance. <laughs> well, you have kids. <laughs> you know, and the fact
0: is, a times it was i take my kids to get ice cream like they're not on prep why should they have to suffer just because i do because i do it to myself this is a hobby this is something i like to do yeah. i mean i'm like my kids want ice cream and there's six of them i'm outnumbered bro <laughs> listen i'm outnumbered. i'm like what's going to uniformly shut everyone up ice cream let's go just yeah. hop in the truck let's roll and, and chad knows what i'm talking about because he's been around my house a lot it's just and, and it's one of those things we'll go out to eat it's if you want to eat healthy you want to have a little this or that i mean it's it's like anything but during prep actual prep no that's to 20 weeks, no, there's no cheating, it just is what it is,
1: yeah. Um, it's... well, we kind of jumped into this one. I, I want to, uh, so uh, Tyler Gata, oh, Joel Ooh. Staley. Tim Rexius. Yep, so we have our good buddy Tim Rexius on. Um, uh, Rexius Nutrition, Now or Never podcast, Iron Heaven Gyms. Best gyms in Omaha. Yep. Thank you. VHI Labs. Oh, shit, dude, you have so many companies, I don't even think I can name I them add them a on. new one every couple months, yeah. I don't remember their names. But, um, but I, I want to get into, so um, we actually put a post up in the group asking what everybody wanted to hear. And we had actually had some really good suggestions for podcast um, topics for this one. And there was one that really resonated with me that's actually from our buddy Caleb Moran. Um, that's been on the podcast as well, and he said, "Growing as a dad, so that your children have room to surpass your example as a, as leaders, as a leader, and for leadership." And so we we talk about growth. You know, we're Growth Mind podcast. Podcast. We talk about growth almost in every episode, and we've talked about growing as a father as well. Um, but I don't know that we've really talked about. Being that example that's such a good example to where our kids actually do surpass us, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, to where someday when they're adults uh, and we're, we're far long gone that they they put out more into this world and get back more to this world than, than we do. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a pretty cool thing and a pretty cool thing to think about. I think I actually have said it on one podcast before, but like. I am a growth-minded individual, um, so uh, and I continue to be a growth-minded individual. But I also didn't grow up with the uh, opportunities or guidance, I guess, that I feel that my son is growing up with now. You know, like um, I, I had good um, examples as far as business and things like that from my dad, which is why I'm. Uh, business savvy, I'm sure, which is why I'm pretty business successful. Um, but you know, I, I, didn't know anything about, you know, spirituality. I didn't know anything about, um, peace of mind. I, I really didn't, you know, th- there's so many things, you know, manifesting, um, uh, speaking things into existence. Like there's, there's so many things that I've learned as an adult, mm-hmm. um, that I did not have as a child that has shaped where I'm at now and where I continue to go, um, that my kid is actually growing up with now. Yeah. You know, um, and that's how it should be, right? We're supposed to do better than what we have. We're supposed to give our kids better than than what we got. So it's a pr- pretty cool to think like where our kids will be down the road. You know, it's it's. I've said this before. Like, I always feel
0: like my kids. Um, I've, I've been up to this a hundred times. Like the generation, like it, people talk about Generation Z and millennials and the work ethic and all that. I, I don't get in all that shit. All I know is that, um, pretty like our grandparents, right? Yeah. Both uh, all my grandparents fought in World War II. Um, and the Greatest Generation is they came back. Everybody was a hustler, right? And then our parents, you know, a lot of people are still hustlers. And every year, I, I find there's less hustlers just because of abundance or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, is I, I'm I'm trying to leave my kids with opportunity, um, but not entitlement. And so the thing is, my kids are learning how to hustle. I'll let them fail. And, and with everything I'm trying to pass on to my kids is a work ethic and, and a drive and more than anything, and a confidence. And so I feel like they're going to have less competition. Um, so the rise to the top can be easier, just because a lot of people aren't being raised like that. And so it's, it's one of those things that like, we want to give our kids what, things we didn't have. My thing is more opportunity, as much as anything. I'm not giving them money. You can ask my 20-year-old real quick.
2: That doesn't do him any favors. It doesn't. Like when I guy, and,
0: and I'm not going to, I mean, she'll kill me if I put it on the podcast. But, you know, <laughs> like if, if, if something happened, like, well, I'm, this thing broke. I'm like, shit, better figure that out. Here's what I would do. Here's what I did when I was your age. And that's really where we're at. And she legitimately has taken, obviously she's out of the house now. But she legitimately saying, no, how are you going to fix this? Like, what, what if I'm not here? What if mom's not here? Like what, what, like, what are you going to do? You have to be self sufficient and you need to figure this shit out because then you have an appreciation for the things you have. I think it's, that, it's one thing I think my parents did well with me. Now, granted, I had a lot of brothers and brothers, you know, but you know, they kicked me out. It, you're done at 18, like, their help was done. And they saw me fall and I fell hard. And they let me. They're like, "Well, we love that you." That made you who you are now. It is a good you game, know, but slap from the old man. Go get him, Tiger. You, you, you know. And I was lucky enough to see. Like, I mean, I looking back now. I mean, I thought my parents were well off, and like, look now, I'm finding out. You know. 20-some years later I'm like oh shit you guys didn't know what you're doing either That's yeah awesome yeah. Well, wow, I'm, I'm not the only one making it up as I go Dude, they were running two or three jobs both of them the whole time and
1: isn't man. it funny when when you're a kid you you think all adults have everything figured out oh yeah until you become an adult and then you're like oh no no I don't have shit figured out <laughs> like I'm just doing the best that I can on a daily basis like I guess I'm 39 to I'm be 40
0: and I, I kind of did the math when my parents were that age you know like how well old I was I'm like Oh shit Like I thought You know And I, I remember talking To my mom and, and my stepdad I'm like So you They go Oh we didn't know They like, were telling talking Like oh we almost This almost happened That almost All the shit You didn't know As a kid That my parents Like took upon Their shoulders And we didn't even know It was any different For us And and I'm like, shit! Thank God, because like, literally, I thought my my kids. I, I felt for a while my kids. I'm like, I go, they're getting a lot of great things from me, but maturity is not one of them. <laughs> and I kind of feel like I should be more of a grown up by now. And I'm like, this is as good oh, as that's the, why. I, that's why I have Brittany. I, I swear, yeah, but she's not a grown up <laughs> either. She's more of a kid than I am. And and the thing is, but at the same point, like, my my parents, they were just yeah, at 39. I still feel like I'm a kid in my own right. And I think mean, my parents felt the same way. And my dad said it wasn't until he was in his 50s, I think, until he kind of felt like he was a grown up. And I'm like, good. I
1: got 10 more years but i mean it's just perspective i think your perspective is your reality i feel like kids our kids are going to be successful because we are hustlers and we are in that that percentile that's diminishing um and and i know without even trying i'm going to i'm going to pass that along to my son just because that's who right. i am and that's what he's around on a daily basis and so it's like opportunities change things change um we have social media. I mean, social media pretty much drives our world, our businesses. And I think there's a lot more opportunities now than there was in the past for people as far as like, you know, working smarter, not harder. Um, uh, just being able to grow a company or have the, um, uh, you know, with social media, being able to have the opportunity to be able to grow a company a lot faster than it would have back in the day. Um, but, and, and we kind of talked about this in the podcast we just shot, but I feel like you still have to have that hustle, and that's what a lot of kids are missing and a lot of people are missing. I you've got to match of people, it together. You I think have you're right.
2: I think you're right, and I think that you can be successful. You can tell your kids all the right things, but if they don't go through those hardships, kind of like Tim was just talking about, if he just says, well, honey, I'm working hard, so here's your new phone replacement, and they don't go through the, those hardships – I know that I had the biggest tipping point for myself when I was getting out of the Navy. I didn't have a job to go to. I had child support to pay. Uh, Didn't really have a plan. And then I'm I'm back for a month, and then I get hit with a $15,000 bill because they said they overpaid me for the last year. So now I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how do I start making money? And that's when I had to, like, okay, I need to either make this shit happen or I'm going to be a loser. And it was that hardship that... Almost allowed me to find myself. So I guess my question would be: If your kids, if you've been successful, and your kids don't naturally have those hardships that a lot of us have as kids, how do you almost artificially
1: implant those hardships, or at least those you know hurdles for them to navigate? I let my son fail, man. I mean, I do not hold his hand. I don't. Gu- I I will guide him through things, but I will not hold his hand. I'll, if he comes and asks me. All right, so there's certain things that I can be there for as dad and I can show him how to do it, but there's there's also certain things that he can figure out on his own. And I the way that I was brought up is that I had to figure everything out on my own. I, I wasn't no one held my hand through anything. It was like, you know, how do I do this? I don't figure it out. I had to figure it out. And so that's how For the most part, again, you know, there's certain things that you can guide him, but for the most part, I let my son figure things out on his own. It's just like you know, with with him riding his dirt bike, right? Um, My kid's been riding a dirt bike and four wheelers and stuff since he's like two years old, and he's a fucking maniac. He's wild, and people will see him ride and they're like, "Oh my God, aren't you scared that he's gonna get killed or hurt himself or whatever?" I'm like, listen he wears gear, he, he will, I will not let him ride without boots, chest protector, helmet and, and pants. Right. So the worst that's going to happen is he's going to break a bone and I'm cool with that. Like if he needs to break a bone to figure out, you know, what his limits are and where he needs to be, I'm fine with that. As long as he's not going to pass away, I'm good. Right. And so that teaches him that instead of me limiting him and being like, Oh, Whoa, buddy, I don't think you should jump that high, which is how I was brought up. You know, I was told like I had limits on myself when I was brought up by my parents and by the people around me, Oh, you shouldn't do that to him. I'm like, no dude, go for it. You know, we, 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 uh, built some new jumps out of my place and made these fucking gnarly ass jumps. And he's like, you know, like you go first. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I do. I do man. And he's like, you think I can do it? And I'm like, absolutely. And he's like, well, what if I crash? I'm like, then you crash. You'll be all right. You know, yeah, well, it's and it, kind of
0: coming back to like a lot of that. It's it's you can work smarter and not harder, but you can't outsmart, outsmart hard work. And that's something I'm trying to get through the kids, especially. Like, I like that you know because I have a lot of my employees are at that 18, 19, 20 year old level, and they're they they have not realized there's a difference. You can work smarter and harder, but you cannot smart hard work. It's still going to take time. You know, you're finding that out with podcasting, all these people doing these things, it still takes a grind. It <laughs> takes a while. It does. It I mean, does, it does. man. Maybe yeah, you it's guys definitely gaining, not as like easy. I'm gaining. And also of a sudden, I stop gaining. I'm like, I've got to reevaluate everything. Business is the same thing. It's constant adaption. What I did three years ago, it was massively successful. It literally doesn't exist now. Yep. And so I have to get back to the books. I'm like, I don't sit back on my ego, my moral. I have to sit back and research and be like, OK, what am I not seeing? That's with all businesses and all things. <laughs> And with the kids, you know, it's—I had an employee bring this up to me this last week, and I kind of try to apply it to my kids, but I can't put the baseline I judge my my kids or have for them judge from themselves is what I did, because they're not going to be in the same situation, and I don't want to set up uh, some sort of uh, rudometric for them to base whether or not they're successful. Like, so like my one employee goes, I feel like I can't ask for time off. I'm like, why? Because you never take time off. You work 80 hours a week. We see you're going crazy all the time, nonstop. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I do that on purpose. Like, I enjoy what I do. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get stressed like anyone does. And I'm a passionate person. So I'm a bitch, piss, moan, and yell, and do my thing. And that's me. And he goes, Well, I just feel like I, I, if I ask for a day off and I'm only working 40 hours, like I'm a total dick. I'm like, no, you're good. Like that, that's a choice. Yeah. I, I chose this. Work I smarter need, and harder. Or, I mean for me, it's like I I don't have I don't have a lower gear. I really don't. I mean, it's either 110% or i ain't not doing shit. You'd go nuts if you weren't working. Oh no, stuff. I could. I don't know what yeah. the fuck to do with the time off. Like Brittany and I, we take a little trip, it's three days. Pisses her off. God love her she's like let's take a week I can't do that because I'll be miserable I'll make you miserable you'll hate the whole time (laughs) we're there I will have my I will be working you know the few times we've done like a week long thing was for the kids and I literally work I get so many hours a day to do work because I just it doesn't work. I, I can't. I don't. I don't know what I'll do when I retire. I'll figure. That's future Tim's problem. Okay. Because I don't. But right now it's not. And so my kids, I can definitely take a week off in Mexico. I try. I can't. I, can I just it. I start calling. I I drive the shit. I mean,
1: I, I still got to deal with my I guys. My, I still talk to I, my guys. I drive every day. them
0: nuts. And then if I don't get a response, I like now I'm freaking out. I'm looking at cameras. I'm checking online <laughs> counts. And and it's just how I mean. But you know, and, and with my, my kids it's the same thing. And I think that I found and I, I, I had this last year I found this with my oldest. That um, I maybe wasn't telling her good job enough and giving her that, that validation. That, that validation because my standard is, is X Y Z, and not everyone's standard is going to be the same. But if they do something great, we got to you know, say hey. And I I don't even tell them good job. I say congratulations has a whole different connotation to it. And that pride that comes with the word like congratulations versus good job. Like all those little things, neuro linguistics makes a difference. And with each kid's got their own their own drive and their own hustle. And so I can't, what I perceive as work doesn't necessarily mean what they're doing isn't work either. My 14-year-old son, YouTube, gaming, the whole works, that's it, that's his, that's his bag. I personally in the past didn't think sitting around YouTubing and doing your own channel was work until I had my own. I'm like, yep. shit, this is work. <laughs> yeah. And this kid's putting and in And that could be a career nowadays. I, I That's why you I signed know? him up before he was of the age limit. And he's passed. Now he's good. Um, you know, I lied about his birthday. But you know, I'm like, hey, do you? Because some of these YouTubers are making a million dollars a year or more. Oh, yeah. and, and all of a sudden, I'm like, this kid's putting in 40 hours a week at 14 into his YouTube and his game creation. I'm like, that's a job. That's work. But he's doing because he loves it. He doesn't bitch. You don't even know. This kid's up late. I see him out there picking up snacks at 2 a.m. Pisses me off, wakes me up and think, what are you doing? He goes, Need sugar. Yeah, you know, like, I'm about done. I'm like, what do you, kid. You know, and so the thing is, what our what we consider
1: work doesn't necessarily mean it's not work. And that's just changing our standards. That's my biggest struggle, man. So the way I grew up, I wasn't shown affection or love a lot. Like nothing was ever good enough. I was very had very critical influences around me um, so very like OCD nothing was ever good enough all that type of stuff which has been good and bad I mean it made me who I am today to where I am very OCD I am very very good at what I do I'm very spot-on with everything I do I'm very attention to detail so it can be it's helped mold me into a successful businessman. Um, but, uh, but that's no way that's the hardest thing for me is to be, is to show that validation, to give that validation to my son, because in my mind I'm critical of myself. Yeah. It's not just that I'm critical of him or, or everybody else it's that I'm critical of me and nothing's ever good enough that I do. Yeah. I don't give myself any validation. Yeah. You know? So then when you're in this mindset of like, you know, just go, go, go. And always wanting to do better, you don't see, you know, the the cool thing that your kid just did. Uh, you you kind of look past it, and you don't even see it. So I've I've had to make a conscious effort as for myself to try to be a better father to give that validation to tell my kid, you know, hey, good job. Hey, I'm proud of you. Not just good job, but I'm proud of you. You well, know, say, say, you're a good kid.
0: Setting your own litmus test for yourself, and that's the thing. Is like I don't. Same thing. I don't. I'm I'm never satisfied. And then I have to like a conscious effort to say, okay, hey, like, have I spent purposeful time? Man, I got six of them, mm-hmm. and daughters are different than sons. It's just a whole new ball game. After twelve, mm, it's hormones <laughs> and your your balance and shit. And so, spending purposeful time with each one and finding out what they're into, you know what I mean? Like, listen, I. I'm a football cat, dude. I don't know if any of my kids are going to play, and it's it's fucking killing me. Then my youngest wants to play baseball. I am not a baseball dude, but damn it, I guess whatever. And like, I'm front row of the gaming, chess conference, whatever I got to do to be into their thing and making a purposeful, a purposeful effort to say, you know, to get into what they're into. It's, it's busy when you're a business owner and you're a dad both are
1: time. I mean, I'm trying to find an hour a day, man, that I can actually spend with him and actually, you know, put the phone down and just do something. Whether whether we go for a bike ride, we go for a walk. It doesn't matter. And, you know, to to a lot of people, an hour doesn't sound like much, but that's for me in my life and how busy things are. That's it's hard to find an hour. A day. It's, it's the same thing that we say
0: with with training. You know, when we're talking about lifting weights, it's one 24th of your day.
1: Yeah.
2: You
0: know, like you think of it that way. Like, okay, I got to stop being a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it is <laughs> and like for me, it's it's doing things. It's my
2: favorite twenty fourth
0: of the day. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, just my favorite twenty fourth too. Get up and do cardio in the morning before anyone else is up, and I'm going to train. I'll usually lunchtime, and then go back to work, so it's not breaking up the day, and it's not a choice between me hitting the gym and me seeing my kids during time that I can. Again, my kids spread in a lot at different ages, so each one kind of requires a different level of attention. Um, and so that's why I've been trying to find make my schedule work so that when I'm home, I'm home. And I'm learning to put the phone down. It's, it's a pain in the ass. I have a oh, thousand dude, text hard. messages by 5 p.m. on Monday. Nighttime
2: man. mode, that's the key. So I don't get notifications anymore. If you notice, oh, I don't yeah? respond for four or five Hours yeah. is because it's like I was just tired of feeling like a slave to my phone. I think it was Bedros Koulian who gave me this advice, but I couldn't remember how he said it. But he said if you're a slave to your phone, especially as a business owner, you feel like, oh, someone's paying me money. I got to get back to him right now. And it's then a you're just emergency. like, sense sense this, that's how I yeah, feel. man. You're in this hyper alert mode all the time when our phones are supposed to be like. <laughs> a tool for us not vice versa yeah so for the last about four or five days one day i just forgot to take it out of um nighttime mode because i put it on i kept getting like alerts at night when i was trying to go to bed does it automatically go into
1: nighttime mode or do you have to just do it every night
2: um so i put it on nighttime mode and then i just never took it off oh so it'll it'll come up on your screen like you have a text you have an email whatever but it's not like ding or vibrating and shit Oh my god, god look
0: I, Mine's been on uh, Silent now I have only had my phone To make sound I think once in the last Maybe nine months
2: Well this is nice Because this way You can actually Map out Alright Respond to text messages Like in your day Even if it's every couple hours As opposed to You're in the middle of all your focus is on one thing, and then you get drug away, and then you're like, okay, trying to get that momentum back of what you were doing. It's been a fucking game changer for well, me. Well, so
0: what we had to do it was the thing is we, because uh, my wife got love. Britney's of Brittany's, Brittany's straight badass, is that they, if it's after 6 p.m. at night, for any of the businesses, sometimes I got to know. If water got knocked out to one of the yeah. buildings, yeah. or yep. ledger, the security, they have to group text my wife in it. And you'd be amazed at how what they thought was important doesn't seem to be nearly as important because Britney will cut you. She will. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, I'm like, it's "My bath time." they one of things, you know. All of a sudden, they're like, "Yeah, I felt like you wait till 8 a.m. the next day." Ask Chad. Am I, am, I, am I not lying? But and that's the thing, you know, that um, it was when you're bringing back to uh, we talk about the kids. There's something I read the other day. It's um, our kids. And anyone, like, the world is changed by your example, not your opinions. So the kids are watching us, what our example is. Absolutely. And you, when you were talking about, like, our kids aren't going to have exactly the same struggles, and you were saying the same thing, is it not, like, really forcing those struggles, but in a way that maybe that they're not going to have to be as broke as I was. I mean, I was sleeping in my car. Like, I was homeless at 19. So I hope my kids never have to go through that shit, because it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't great. Having yeah. to sneak into the rec center and take showers and trying to snab, nab food from work and take it home, Working 3 jobs. Like, I don't want my kids to have to do that. My wife was also in the same boat, and she doesn't want our kids. We don't want that. But in the same place, like purposeful giving, get back to community, go do things. And we've, we've done it before. We've gone on mission trips. But we're like, let's get back in the Santa Francis house. Let's go pass out food. Let's go pack boxes of the open-door mission. Let our kids see. Like, it's one of those things. Like, I want you to realize the opportunity is in front of you that maybe other people aren't as blessed with. And the only way you can tell it to your kids, we've all done that speech. Mm -hmm. You know, man, there's kids, they're starving kids in our country to kill for that food you don't want to eat. Let them go see it. Let them experience it. Let them Mm -hmm. touch it. Let them see. We did this a couple years ago. We served food down for Thanksgiving, down at some elementary school down like a 7th Street. And you're talking about poor. This was poor. I took my company, I took like 15 of my employees and I think we all left, like, because it's something I always try to do, and a pastor had messaged me. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, we're talking kids whose glasses are literally held together by tape on, like, four or three different sides of it. And I'm like, you know. And that'll like, give you some perspective. Perspective. And that's yep. the thing is, 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 is uh, you know, with the kids is and they you know they get teenage years and I was an asshole teenager. I'm surprised my parents didn't kick my ass more. But um, I want my kids to have that perspective to be grateful and to realize not everyone has the same opportunities. Um, and, and it gives that perspective like okay, it's one of those things. And granted, same point. I'm raising my kids right. Like I'm if there's a problem at school. I'm not blaming the teacher. And it's amazing how many teachers are like, and coaches are surprised by that. I'm like, listen, I live with these little assholes. I love them, but I know, <laughs> I know how what they they're capable. Of. I know what they're capable yeah. of, and I you're the adult now. I may disagree with the adult teacher, but I'll never have that conversation in front of my kids, um, ever. No, kids don't get power over adults that's a horrible representation to do but it's all those things that we're, we're leading by example they're watching our actions more than our speech so,
2: so. earlier this week i was telling gata uh, about an hour ago i got this little like bruise on my jawline but i kind of i've been putting off doing my first brazilian jujitsu class for literally years now i just i almost driving there on monday morning i felt like i finally had a perspective of like an overweight person who wants to go to the gym but they're scared they're going to get made fun of and shit which typically I'm like no one cares if you're overweight just go to the gym no one cares but being in that position I'm like I know no one cares if I'm new everyone's new at some point but I'm literally going to be the newest guy Anyone can whip my ass Like,
1: yeah. I just, Dude, just. I told you about my first time I sat in my car And I don't get nervous But I sat in <laughs> I my car And I was like I had to talk myself in there And I about drove off I was like oh fuck No I'll just Maybe tomorrow But I, I just walked in and did it Yeah you know? Well part of my driving
2: purpose For getting in And the whole reason I, I want to do it In the first place Is because me and Amy Always watch like 2020 Dateline And it's always Some poor fucker's daughter That's like 14 to 20 That's getting like sexually assaulted murdered all this stuff yeah if that were ever to happen to me and i looked back and said man like why didn't i teach her how to defend herself or at least like teach her some of these lessons to give her a fighting chance because that is my role model or that is my role is to help her defend herself Mm -hmm. and be self-sufficient when she is out of our house so I'm like, well, I can't tell her to
1: go do this shit, and I'm not doing it. That's why I did it, dude, because I, I, my son does MMA, and he's a little badass. He's tiny, and he fucking rolls every yeah. kid in there. But I was like, man, I cannot make my kid do, or not make, but I cannot tell my son to do this if I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. I just, what kind of a pussy am I? Right. Oh, I mean, and that's just it, like, especially when I have daughters. I mean, it's just it's a different.
0: Like, my one son, he, has, he was born with a physical disability, and so, like, I wanted him to, to defend himself. So we went to Judo, and... Uh, I mean, the guy shop my store. Great guy had his judo studio So then all of a sudden I have uh, my seven year old going along with just learning, like, learn to roll some people, learn to defend yourself. Like for him, he's literally basically one handed, one footed. He can't use his right hand. It's degenerative. But he's I'll tell you right now, fourteen years old, he'll flip you on your ass, <laughs> nice. and that makes you feel like a total bitch because you got your ass kicked one handed, you know. And then the seven year old wants to get, I'm like, cool, like, we're gonna do MMA yep. classes now that COVID's kind of restrictions are going yep. up. And, and the daughter's like, well, we're not doing that. I go, oh, that's adorable. That's not choice. Because the problem is, they have egos like they're just Mike Tyson, but they're tiny, they're blonde, they're little, and they did, but it's just the egos, and that's the age thing. And they hate when they have to walk the dogs, they have to wear, they have to take pepper spray or a taser. Sorry, we live in a society where that's just a reality, and I'm not taking a chance. We're like, right. oh, this is so dumb. I'm like, <laughs> until somebody comes at you. Yeah, you yeah. never know. What's and the thing is, I'm trying to get them the confidence to go taste somebody, and not their brothers. So though. that's the thing. <laughs> a, you know, that line, but um, yeah, that literally, like,
1: they, they that it, stuff teaches discipline too. I mean, that's MMA, be Jiu-Jitsu. That stuff's good all the way around. You know, that's
2: also, kind of the hardship we were talking about. Like yeah. anything where you have to put in work, and then you slowly, all right, I got one stripe on my belt. Work my ass, off, work my ass off, work my ass off. Oh. Got my ass kicked a couple times, get another stripe on my belt. Anytime you see, just like fitness, that you put in all this work, you put in all this dedication and discipline, and then you slowly make progress, like we always talk about it, It translates to other aspects of your life. Oh, this YouTube channel. Well, if I work on it two hours a day and i plan out all this content it's going to be slow but it's going to be steady progress and i know that because i've done it with my fitness i've done it with jujitsu now so if i can just take that same lesson and apply it in all these other areas i can get good at what i want to be good at it's just going to take some fucking time and work
0: well, it's like anything. It's it's like with us. I mean, it's with having as many kids as we do, trying to get the time to have them be able to do all those things. It's it's guys, it's a pain in the ass. Like I get somebody's got dance, somebody's got freaking this, somebody's got a dentist appointment, somebody's got football. You guys are probably baseball. chaperoning all day long. It's it's a freaking nightmare, and and then we have and I, <laughs> I have like three or four extra kids at my house every day. I don't know their names. They're just there, and and it's all the time. But that's cool. You want the kind of house where your kids want right. to. Right, and that's yep. the whole point. But so like I said, okay, well I I grew up boxing. Both Brittany and I both fought MMA. In fact. We met when we were 21, didn't even know. We were both fighting MMA, the old Bourbon Street here in Omaha. Nice. Like, cage fighting. And yes, yeah, so my wife, like I said, she's a badass. Don't fuck <laughs> Jesus. with her. So, but, so I'm not like, texting I, you after so sex. I have, so I have mitts and MMA mitts and, and sparring mitts. So all my kids, I made them sit up and learn how to punch. Even my daughters, this is dumb. Like, but we'll do it as a family in the living room. You know, sometimes Brittany and I might have had a couple beers already, so whatever. <laughs> so, it's, so it's entertaining. But I actually make them learn how to freaking punch. 20 year old down to the seven year old, they all have to learn how to fight it's just part of life you need to be aware of your surroundings I need to know as a dad that I have prepared you to defend yourself or at least give it a fighting chance yeah. if some shit happens we live in a world right now that I mean it, it just is what it is we didn't grow up with that same kind of fear our parents let us get on the bike and ride all over the damn town
1: you can't do that shit anymore yep. so it's one of those things for me it's I am definitely more the worry compared to my wife we also shit was different like I grew up you know as kids, when I grew up, you have a disagreement. You fought as a kid. Yep. But it was like one-on-one. It wasn't like all this shit today where, I mean, today kids are getting fucking jumped. And, I mean, it's just a lot different world. Kids are getting shot. Kids People are getting, getting weapons people, and all those yeah, kind of things. Yeah, people are getting hit with fucking bats. And I mean, we were kids. It was like, yeah, what, you got a problem? You know, you fought it out and you dusted it off and you shook hands when well, you were done to, and I you mean, went Ch- about Ch- your way, Ch- you know? Ch- Ch- and
0: I went to a small school, so it was one of those. You went out and handled it, you did it. You yeah. know, my wife went to Burke you know and she got cracked in the ribs of the baseball bat so it's Jesus. yeah it's just a different like I yeah. So culture shock for me when I moved down here and I'm like what the fuck is this shit you know <laughs> and, and changing my kids from OPS to Miller and the whole difference here it's it's you know on the first day in fifth grade someone got attacked her to kick his knee out some kid get kicked his school my my then 12 year old daughter Zoe got thrown in a locker gashed her head open had to go get like oh this is that. Oh, public school it just is what it is you got when you're cramming 3,000 kids into one building of all different areas like I think I get and, And unfortunately for my kids, I talk a lot. They talk a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, you're going to learn if you talk a lot that you open your damn mouth, you got to back up what you say. And and I at the same point, I'm like, well, keep your damn mouth shut. Like, right. If it was your fault or not, like, well, what do I do now? I'm like, you're not going to go get him back. That's not how shit works. Like, no, we don't do that. It's not a revenge situation. And but it's just all these things we do, for example, for our kids, because we, we grew up differently. We want our kids to have the same kind of moral and body structure we do, but we got to adapt it to the time they're growing up in. Yeah. Like, I mean, because I'm older than both you guys but Mm -hmm. um, you know I remember like all we had was the 8-bit Nintendo there was only two games you weren't inside all fucking day. shit. I had you know, my kid, grandma. You know. I play. I play Atari. With my grandma. Oh yeah, a that's good shit. But, yeah, I mean, you know. like Chad and I got snowed in like four days in a row. I think it, what, we had what two Disney movies his mom was obsessed with. We're like second or third grade. Like I don't watch Disney movies. What the fuck are we gonna do? Like, there's like two games on the computer. That's it. And, but we found a way to entertain ourselves. Can we built so.
3: like a like a snow fort out. Bro, we
0: built a right. fucking snow castle. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was. And, we were there for three days. My down the hill, get over Yeah, house it was crazy. You had a so. big ass
3: hill and we. Yeah, slide
0: down yeah. that hill, dude. Yeah, those you know, are the good days. We didn't though. break our neck. Yeah, know, my days. parents left, so as far as I'm concerned, the roof is part of the ramp, and that's your you problem because you're not home. So uh, <laughs> and, and my parents are still pissed. But you know, and, and so it's, I guess it's adapting. We want our moral value structure, but adapting the time they live in now, it's just it's a
1: challenge. I mean, that's what I wanted to. That's what I was going to say is that core values, man. Yeah. Right and right, right and wrong. That's one of the biggest things that you can do. To teach your children, is core values and right and wrong. So kids, kids need to have love. They need to have structure. They need to have uh, guidance. But they also and and I really do believe that my core values. You know, I can feel I can feel if something's right or wrong in my in my chest. You know, in my heart. And I, I feel like that was from when I was growing up as a child. Yeah. I could feel those core values and I live with them now from when I was a kid. So I think that's something that I'm, I know that's something I'm instilling into my child. And I think that that's critical to instill instill into your children. And I think a lot of children don't know right from wrong. I think that's, that's a, a big problem in today's society. I think a lot of parents raise their kids and tell them that they're always right. They're always exactly. right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. They're always you the know? victim. That's so what I mean. Parent. It's a victim yeah. mentality. And, and the thing is too, it's like, you know, we raise them with, you know, like I, it's with faith for me. I'm a Christian. Yep. Um, and so with my wife and my kids. And I I said, you know, if you follow this faith, understand that we love everybody. And that's not like we love everybody unless you don't agree with. It. Like it's not how it works. And they get to see us do it because it doesn't matter your race, your ethnicity, where you're from, or any of that shit. And, and they've seen it. in My companies, you know, my franchise. You can't is love Jewish. God if you
1: don't love all His. One of my franchises that's is Jewish.
0: One of my managers and business partners is atheist. Uh, my employees are, are Muslim. It, it, they're they're black. They're Asian. They're white. It doesn't matter. And they they literally have seen me live it out loud. Like I don't just talk this shit. I actually do it. And that's just the world they've grown up in And and the thing is, when they have disagreements with people, and it drives them nuts because as kids you know whatever the little thing is right now especially girls like whatever the gossip thing is now that's the whole world and of course my response is like i mean if you're a christian you believe in jesus are you loving on that person like you're supposed to well you don't understand what they did i go i bet i don't know what they did on your tiktok video because i don't know how to get on that shit (laughs) but i'm saying right now like it, what kind of asshole am I if I'm going to say yes I'm this love thy enemy as a neighbor a, a, that's it and you either live that shit out loud or you don't you either you either do it or you're a hypocrite there is no gray area there it's not and, I, and that's sort of my faith with my kids and they said like you know the world isn't black and white no it's not but with faith there is no gray area you the either world are, needs a lot more of that you we, we either are or you're not yep. you either you are what you say you are or you are full of shit there is no in between. I mean, people will do a lot for lip service, and Chad and I have talked about this lately a lot. A lot of people do shit for lip service. I'm not doing that to my kids or anyone in my businesses or community. I, like what when I'm,
1: what when I am exactly what I say I am. I'm out. And this is it. I, I was listening to some uh, uh, real as fuck Andy Versella yesterday, one oh, yeah. of the new podcasts, and he was talking about this uh, big social media Instagram influencer. It um, was a, a gal, and during the riots. Uh, she got caught because she went to the there was there was a business that had their the window busted out of it and there was, oh, a, there was, a, there was a guy fixing the, the window right so <laughs> she she goes up to him says hey sir can I take a picture with your drill. And he goes, sure, gives her the drill. Has her
2: boyfriend so, take a
1: picture. Yeah, so she takes a video. picture with her drill, like she's replacing this window and helping like people fix shit from the riots. I mean, and she gets done and gives him the drill back and goes, okay, thank you, and drives off and leaves. And then <laughs> posts it on social media like she was helping <laughs> fix the fucking window and, and helping with these riots. And that's... I've said we're smarter not harder, yeah, but but we've talked about this before. Like, <laughs> and I said run I had mine. But I feel like that's <laughs> the difference between me and and us and and this kind of growth minded circle that we're in. This just this type of people and other people is that I don't talk shit that I don't live. I yeah. don't say things that I don't do. You know what I mean? Like, I would actually rather fucking show it than I would even say it. Well, it's 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 it's, it's a tough line because. Um, you are
0: who you surround yourself with, at the same point in time, you can't influence people in a positive direction if you're not around them. And so it's, right. it's tough. How right. can I love on people in my faith if I'm not around them? But I also want to keep my circle small enough that I keep myself <laughs> on positive influences. And, I, and right. the kids, and they thrown this back at me. I'm like, shit, give me 20 minutes. I me mean, I gotta go look some shit up because <laughs> I don't know. You know, and it, it is. I said, you know, but you need. So we were, we're training, a we're train. We're raising these kids to be leaders. And that's really the way you look at it. The leader, keep your circle small. Yes, you're, you're tight in a circle, but if you're a leader in any group, you should be able to lead that group to a more positive outcome. I've said the same thing to a lot of people, and I go, I don't care where you came from, I don't care what you went through, I only want to be part of your journey if it's positive, and I can be a part of that for the future. I want to know where you want to go. You not so much where you've been. And that's what I told my kids, like, Well, I used to I don't care. What are you doing tomorrow? What's your goal? how can I be a part of that? And and that's I think with us as business owners, we're leaders. We naturally have to be. You're not a business owner if you're not a leader. I mean, unless you inherited the money, which I I, I can't really relate to people. Yeah, inherited. I can't really I, I, I don't know how to deal with that. I never had that. I was trying to buy a building here, short story, and the guy was like, Yeah, I really don't need the money, so I don't know why I'd sell it for. I'm like <laughs> Bro, we're talking about the we, we can't be friends. we talking about the hardship. We can't like, be friends because I've no. I I don't think I'll ever have the problem where I'm like, ah, I just don't need the money. I know what I do with it. I, if that's ever a fucking problem for me, shit, I, <laughs> that means I won the lottery.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's what I was and gonna I, say. I'd have to win the
0: lottery, and I just, it, it's that kind of mentality that you know. I mean, my wife and I said like, whatever we do with our lives, whether we become ultra successful, if the YouTube makes millions, if it doesn't, like I'm giving it all away anyways. I'm not. I mean, last thing I do to your kids is give them a chunk of freaking cash because you're basically going to handicap them and do entitlement yeah. for the rest of their life. It's and that's
2: why. A speaking of lottery, ninety percent of those people go broke because they don't. They didn't earn it. They don't know how to manage it. Seventy percent of them commit suicide
0: three years after. Yeah, they all go broke. They have no idea how to manage. It. They didn't earn it. And that's the right. thing is. And I've I've seen that in business with people I've been in business with. You can tell this from somebody who's earned it and somebody who's got it given to give into them. And it, it, it's it, it's and it's 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 black and white there. It's night and day. Yeah. I mean, you can tell the guy that's willing to go out and just grind,
1: and somebody else is like. So, yeah, it's just work. I'm like, what's, what's called work, dude? Our so. children have to create their own path, though. You yep. know, like, we can give them as much guidance as we want. Um, that, that's our job is to make sure that they do know right and wrong, that they do know love, that they are good people, that, that, that they are good human beings and parts of the society, meaning that they give back to society and other people. But ultimately, they have to figure shit out on their own. Like, you can tell me things a million times. And until I actually experience it, yeah. I'm not gonna fucking listen. Like right. I, I, I gotta, I gotta go through it on my own before I'm actually gonna see it and realize who I am. And I think it does actually show you who you are. Um, it kind of molds you into the person that you're gonna be and, and the direction that you're heading to. It's, it's my wife and I joked about this. We're like, we always say other people, some people's kids. Like that's
0: our expression. Because I'm like, holy shit, you know, like go to a public restroom in this building. And just look how much paper towels are on the floor and shit's everywhere. I'm like, some people's kids. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? And so my kids have literally seen me. Like, if I'm in the bathroom, I don't care where it's at. It could be at a stadium. It may be gross. I'll take an extra set of paper towels, and I'll pick this shit up, and I'll throw it in the trash. Because as a business owner... I would want that same respect given back to me, and it's this, there was this whole there's this whole thing going online right now. The shopping cart, yeah, I was going to say it's like pushing. i Oh wait, because I have a retail store, and I'm how freaking annoying that is. So like and when I stop, and come over here, and I'll grab three or four carts that are left in the parking lot, and I'll push them back. And my hope is that other people see that, and all of a sudden that little the little that little voice in the back of their heads like oh shit nah I'm gonna feel like a dick if I don't or if somebody's pulled over on the side of the road unless you're like in a major hurry pull the fuck over and help them so in fact you want it if it was your kid if it was your son or your daughter stuck on the side of the road and you're not around would you want somebody or your mom right everybody like grandma right would you want them to pull over and help out well, we can't just hope other people do it. We have to be it in action ourselves.
1: What you give back, what you put into this world, is going to come back to you tenfold. Oh, karma, and it's, man. it's the I'm a same with the kids addict, too. Yeah. If the kids, if your children see you giving back constantly, they're going to give back. I mean, they're probably not even going to think about it. They're going to give back. Um, you know, it's funny. I, uh, you don't realize how much your kids actually watch you. Um uh, and how much they pick up and absorb. So I've got uh you know two dogs and with my dogs I always talk to them like if I get home and they're excited or whatever I'll talk to them like little babies and be like oh hey rabble, you know just talk to them like complete idiots you know <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's funny because I I've been doing it for like I don't know it was something new I started doing it like a month ago or whatever and they get all excited and everything but the other night I'm getting ready for bed brushing my teeth and my son walks, walks out of the bathroom after brushing his teeth and he walks in his room and he starts saying it talking to him like that and it kind of just made me smile and laugh I was like man you, you really don't realize the impact that you have on people yeah. until you actually see it oh, yeah. you know but they're sponges man everything we do especially when like you know to me I'm never happy with myself I'm never successful I'm never like I talked about I don't give myself enough validation That's, those are things I need to work on personally but to him i'm his fucking god man i'm i'm his uh he looks up to me i'm his superhero you know um so i've really got to watch how i act and what i say and the things that i do because something that's not not a big deal to me is a big deal to him so on that same topic i think and correct
2: me if you guys don't agree but i think the number one thing that holds people back is an opportunity it's not Any of that stuff, it's just a a limiting mindset. Yep. So, like, if your parents work a nine-to-five, which there's nothing wrong with, making 30 to 40 grand a year, and they're constantly instilling in you, well, you know, like, I know you want to be... Uh, pro baseball player but like in reality be realistic you'll never be get realistic there. Yeah. so when you raise that bar it's like you were talking about caleb moran earlier he talks about when you're the dad if you can raise that roof of potential for yourself that allows everyone in your tribe your family to raise with it if your kids can see you build a business build a physique earn a black belt whatever your accomplishment is and they see you not just knock out one of these cool accomplishments but all right dad's working hard I see him eating chicken breast when we're eating spaghetti and then whoa when he takes his shirt off in summer like he looks better than all the other dads over years and years and years that's going to add up and they're going to see like oh I'm not limited if I'm willing to put the work in then like I've seen it time and time again, I can be successful.
1: This is the biggest thing. Like I've, I've told people, people ask me, how do I do it? Or, you know, with, with everything I have going on. And that is my number one answer is that I do not limit myself. (laughs) I have zero limits on myself. I feel like I, whatever I want to do, I can do. And it's and and I I give that same thing back to my son, and he'll ask me, even though he is pretty non limited, he'll still ask me, Dad, do you think I can do that? Dad, do you think I can do that? My answer is always yes, absolutely. If that's what you want to do, go for it.
0: I'll give to my, my parents. They they if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish it. And they've always said that. They said to every always growing up, no matter what it was, I'll give them that. And I'll grant they're much more conservative. You know, they worked. They were never really self employed per se. They had some. They had some Side hustles, which was nice to, uh, right. to watch um, and, and learn from, but they were they were always employed, and that's great. And, it, and it's so when I wanted to go into business on my own, there was a lot of like, hey, well, you know, there's this. A lot of people start businesses. Uncharted territory. It was it yeah. was it was a lot of these things that and it, that kind of developed me when I was kid when they kicked me out of my own at eighteen. It created a level of self sufficiency and confidence. I knew I could figure the fuck out. Um, and so, like, even though they were nervous, they were nervous for me. Like, yeah oh, maybe she wait till like in your fifties and you search your own stores, and you have a lot more money, you have a little retirement Just savings. Wait
2: for that perfect time. And, and I wasn't
0: <laughs> exactly. They're waiting for that perfect time, and I and I said, you know, people um, who worked, uh, Steve Jobs, I think was or Elon Musk, one of the two, had said this. Like, you work forty or fifty years to retire for like seven or seven to eleven. That's fucking dumb. It really is. And a lot of, people, a lot of great people do that way. Like, not everybody's built to be an entrepreneur, or business owner, and, and that's right you need to self identify as my kids like figure out what your strengths are like you want to be a pro basketball player? cool you're five two. <laughs> Your vertical is three inches. I'm going to say it's going to be rough, but, you know, while you're working on that, let's make sure we have a couple side hustles in place, too, okay? <laughs> so I'm a realist, but I'm not going to knock them down either. I mean, really, Hey, was it uh, Spud McKenzie? Wasn't that his name? Yeah, Spud Webb. Web, yep. Hey, it happens. So, you know, but, and it's-, it's exactly who I was thinking about. Exactly. You know, but, yeah. so when I was, you know, I was 29, I, I went for broke. and went bankrupt doing it, actually, and started my first store. It was my parents were like, well, we, I go, no, that's good. Like, I'm good. I'm happy here. Like, I don't base my life on success and material possessions. That's something that's really hard to get through to kids when you've been able to give them extra things, is saying, OK, we have these nice things because I bust my ass. Not because you deserve them. Not because it's a thing. It's just be, you know,
2: We're better than other people, people than anybody because...
0: else. You know, it, it just is what it is. And my kids, like, on my house, like, we're working on our house, they see me actually doing it. One, because I'm a cheap ass. I'm not going to hire anybody. Chad knows this. And two, because I want my kids to learn a craft. You're gonna swing a hammer. You're gonna to learn to run a nail gun. You're going to, learn to screw. Because my daughters like, why? I'm like, you're not, as a dad,
1: you be well You're Robbie. never,
0: you're never gonna need some dude to come rescue you from your shit. I'm raising, you know, powerful women in my house. They have three daughters. Like, they, you, as a husband and wife, someday I want you to have a relationship that is, it's, it's a partnership. It's a fifty-fifty. Absolutely. You know, go get them. Go kick some ass together. 100, 100. Not exactly. Yeah. Not, not somebody who's dependent on somebody else for their livelihood or to fix things or to do their shit. Not so you know your strengths i'm just saying like yeah i mean you're gonna learn how to change your rotate your tires and change your own oil why because maybe a time in your life where you can't afford to go to jiffy lube for that hundred dollar overpriced bullshit When I mean you it to walmart or there's trip. not one around or you can go to walmart for 19.99 get a filter and oil and be done with
1: it which is what i did for years because i couldn't afford that shit that stuff helps so. them feel like they're not limited as well exactly i mean because the more the stuff that you're gonna know and the more experience you have in life the more you're gonna feel like yeah i can figure that out like I've always said, I might not know how to do anything or everything, but I can figure it out. You
3: got YouTube now, man. Of, you got YouTube a, yeah, now. I can like, watch a no video or I like can do it, it once. It I, mean, God, I, I, feel, I feel like teaching them and showing them that stuff, though, too, also instills value in that thing that they've, you know, so your pool in the backyard, yeah. they're going to take care of it more because they had a hand in sort of, and they work, might not they, have
0: done all the work. but they had to work, they got to work, like see me doing it. And I think it's also it's a bonding experience with your kids. You know what it is? Like, like they're going to they're gonna teach their kids someday. And they're be like, well, my dad taught me. And that's the coolest thing ever. I think it's just because like my kids are like when I'm we're growing out steaks, talking about like, well, my dad taught me. We're a farmer, so we're all beef. Sous-vide. So perfect he, circle. he showed me how to grill and how I would rotate the steaks, how to lay them. And also, when my 14 years, was like, what are you doing? Four minutes dad, each side. Because my dad taught me this way, and this is how I've done it, and this yep. is how his dad taught Tradition. me. Tradition. And here's the marinade he uses for this, and this is my – I only use Lowry's on this. Why? Because that's what Grandpa Bill does, and I don't have a fucking choice. And they go, well, you steak sauce. No, I don't let Grandpa Bill see that because he'll kick your ass. And, 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 and so it's just – it's funny to me just all those things you kind of pass on your lineage, and, and it's – well, my kids are going to do that someday too and I think that that's cool and, and honestly at the end of the day I think all we want for our kids is to be happy and healthy leave this place better than they found it and be good people and that's more than anything I don't Absolutely. care how much money you have I don't care how big your fucking house is They're like, Gary V does this all, a lot of Gary V shit and Gary V says he knows some CEOs making three, four, five hundred grand a year who are fucking miserable on meds in therapy and he's got friends who make 40, 50 a year living in, you know, in a two bedroom quality of happy, life man. and who are just happier than shit and there's a lot to be said for that. Money does not equal happiness, and that's something I'm trying to do with my kids. Like, having nice shit's one thing. I said, but come to my house, my, I put a lot of work in my house. But you come to my house, my couches are from Menards. 11% mainland rebate, suckers. Why? Because I have six kids. Why would I buy nice shit? They're gonna ruin it anyways. And they, so I, I kind of get that catcher both worlds which drives my wife nuts. She goes, our catches <laughs> are from the Nards. I said eleven percent melon rebatch, uh, you know. And it's just one of those things that I'm you know, trying to instill like there's the happiness needs to derive from from you and your your personal self worth, not the shit you have.
2: Speaking of shit, I have uh, Spartacus pre workouts officially gone, which means I got about seven minutes before Ooh. I shit my pants here. <laughs>
1: All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the dad to Lift podcast. I think that's a good place to end. Um, if you guys, uh, found anything entertaining in this, in this show, got anything uh, useful. Uh, we do this stuff for free. Please give us a like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, we have a website, uh, all the podcast links are on the website. We also have an apparel line that's taking pre-orders now for the dads who lift apparel. Uh, that is www.dadsholiftofficial.com. Um, we're on IG, uh, handle is Dad who lift official Facebook handle is dad lift podcast, and then we have a group. Um, on Facebook, a Facebook group that's Dads Who Lived official, a group of thirty thousand guys like-minded, like-minded individuals, um, uh, dads that are just try to be their their best self. So, uh, if that fits your category, check that out. Tim, plug um, your stuff. while well, we got yeah, you too. Tim. Yep. Uh,
0: Timothy D. Rexius on Instagram and my business page on Facebook, uh, Rexius Nutrition Stores across the Midwest, Iron Heaven Gyms, Iron Heaven Gyms, uh, vhifit.com for the supplements. And you can find links for all my uh, content at timrexius.com. Um, um, now we're podcast on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, and whatever new crazy
1: shit I come up with next month. Uh, just you know, follow it on anything. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, thanks for coming hey, on the thanks podcast, for having me guys. man. Appreciate it's been a it. been a great conversation. I think we covered a lot of good topics. Yeah. So let's thanks, let yes. Joel go uh, before he takes shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tuck on red, I made a name for myself. I can't lie, I'm doing well for my age. My dogs at the print, I'm a downfall. Well, they're just choose in casket now, their souls in the grave. I'm a star right, got a bark right. I induce pain. I am Luke Kane, mix a Bruce Wayne. I'm a dark night, Watch you stargaze.